of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Second of takes, The Blitz, with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. The Joe Reinagle theme song. The it is beach. The Blitz. Here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250-94.5 FM. Pledge is getting an A for the day. I'm Jason The music is outstanding. He is Joe Reinagel. He has bad taste in music. You know who doesn't have bad taste in music? Who's that? John McClain. No? John McClain of the Houston Chronicle doesn't have bad taste in anything. Well, I'd be interested to hear what John (laughs) McClain's favorite music is. Like Bob Seger, I like that old-time rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on The Blitz. John, I don't know what it's like in Houston. In San Antonio, all the schools were shut down today. We were expecting a snow day. It's cold, but there's no snow or ice. There's no snow or ice in Houston. It's cold. People freak out when it gets cold, but I tell you what, guys, Nobody wants it like it was last year when our grid system totally failed us. And we went through what I think is the worst experience of my life. And I've been in Texas now for 70 years. But I have never slept in a chair, wearing ski clothes, getting up every hour to flush the toilet to make sure it continues to work. And I did that for three days. Oh, man. Every hour. This, all of us are having flashbacks. <laughs> I know it. It was that, terrible. Last terrible. John, before we talk Texans and their coaching search, I want to get your expert opinion on what you saw from Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday and the fact that four days later he is still holding true to his statement that he thought they did everything right on that final play and that the refs and everybody talking about it are wrong. Well, he is wrong, and it's clear as day what the rule is. I don't know how he could say that. McCarthy said they practice that play all the time. Well, if they practice it all the time, why didn't Dak Prescott go down sooner? Why didn't he hand the ball to the official instead of his center? Just handing the ball to the center, by the time he gave it to the official, you could have had a play after you, after you downed it and had one more shot. It was poorly executed. It was a stupid call when you leave yourself that little of a chance. And they shouldn't have been in that situation. The Cowboys should have won that game. I picked them, I think, by a touchdown. They have more talent, both sides of the ball. And then when the 49ers lost Nick Bosa, their best pass rusher, Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the league, and the Cowboys still lost. And it certainly wasn't because of the Cowboys' defense. Jimmy Garoppolo did everything he could to give the game sure back. Did. <laughs> but the Cowboys' offense did not come through, which is pathetic when you consider they led the league in scoring in yards. It was just 
bad coaching and bad decisions by Dak Prescott. Which raises the question, and we've been talking about it all week, John, should Mike McCarthy be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year? Joey's been there for two years. You know, he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, probably should have won more. And um, he's got two lot properties on his staff, although Kellen Moore didn't distinguish himself in that game. And and Dan Quinn's one season removed from being fired. Now he's a hot property because of the great job he did with the Cowboys. I'm Maybe both those guys will be gone. Maybe Jerry Jones will pay them so much money they'll stay. But other than Cliff Kingsbury, going into next season, there won't be coaches on a hotter seat than Mike McCarthy and Cliff Kingsbury based on what happened to them, not just playoffs, but at times during the season. It was inexcusable for the Cowboys to blow that game. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Thursday. John, it seems like everybody's interviewing for the Texans head coaching job. I'm not sure why Heinz Ward got an interview, but <laughs> what, what, is there a leading candidate right now to, to become the next head coach of the Texans? Are you hinting that you want an interview? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I, I mean, sure. I mean, I'd love to spend an hour with Jack Easterby. I, oh boy, you can find a whole lot better ways to spend an hour. Uh, first of all, I believe Heinz Ward is the receivers coach at Florida Atlantic. I believe his agent probably asked Casario for a favor to help get his name out there to let people know he wants to come back to the NFL. And if that wasn't it, maybe Casario's interviewing him to see what he thinks about him being a receivers coach here, even though they have a receivers coach and they're waiting to make any more changes depending on what the new coach wants. And and they've interviewed two coordinators who've had one year as a coordinator. Brian Flores knows Casario. They were together for 15 years in New England. They worked together in scouting. They worked together in coaching. He knows Casario. He knows Jack Easterby. He could understand the dynamic that they have here with Casario and Easterby where you bring in another coach, he may get in here and go, whoa, what, what's this? What do you mean this guy's trying to tell me what to do? knows nothing about personnel. And then Casario, of course, is like a coach in practice and is on the headphones in the, in the coach's booth during games like he was in New England. So I, as I've written and said, I'll be shocked if it's someone who doesn't have New England ties. Kevin O'Donnell, who uh, the offensive coordinator at the Rams, another one-year guy, he played one season in uh, New England, so he knows Casario. But I still think Flores should be the leading contender. They're talking about Flores being the leading contender for the Giants and the Bears. They don't even have a general manager. If they were to hire Brian Flores or force a general manager to hire him, they'd be back in the same situation. That's not where you operate. You hire a GM, you let the GM uh, conduct the search and make the recommendation to the owner. If you don't do it that way, then you got no business having a general manager, you might as well operate like the Cowboys who haven't won a playoff game since uh, 1995. <laughs> ouch, ouch. John, i got to ask you, though. We, we were listening to Casario on a radio interview this week, and I tell you, I need an engineering degree to try and figure out what he was saying. I mean, this guy was dodging questions better than uh, than anybody I've ever seen, and there was no logical answer to anything he said. Is that on purpose? Absolutely, Joe. That's the way he did in New England. He learned from the master. Now, he talks a whole lot more than Bill Belichick, but he says just as little. 
And he's mastered the art of that. And you look for little snippets. For instance, he called, he said, Jack Easterby has been a punching bag. So now we're calling Easterby the punching bag. And he said, uh, some of the criticism that he's received is not, is not just. Well, he didn't say a lot of it or most of it or much of it. He said some. So I'm kind of guessing because Sario wishes he hadn't talked about that. My show in Houston today, we spent the first segment just ragging on Easterby like we do on all my six appearances here. And Casario pointed out, you know, the way he said they're not going to ever play Watson again, which we've known for 11 months. And there's a bunch of numbskulls around the country trying to say if Brian Flores got hired, Watson would want to come back. Uh, no. Watson hates his team. He doesn't want to play here. He's caused them unmitigated ill with his trade demand and his 22 civil suits for sexual misconduct and assault. He will never take another snap with the Texans. So the way Casario put it in there, he said something convoluted, but what he meant was he'll never take another snap for us. Sometimes you need somebody. You know how you have people, if they don't have closed caption, signing Mm-hmm. The way somebody talks and somebody, you need somebody next to Casario interpreting what he means. And uh, you have to sift through it to figure it out. But he's a genius that way. And well, I think he's well, a good GM. I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to personnel. All the draft choices showed promise. He's going to have a lot of picks next year, hopefully num- multiple number one picks. And uh, But when it comes to talking, it's the New England speak. Well, it, but But, John, I thought you were the guy. Or at least you are for us, anyway. This is what Casario said, and then we get John McClain on to say, this is what he meant, right? Yeah, What he said, what he meant. Right, like I just said. (laughs) What he meant was uh, Deshaun Watson will never take another snap for the Texans. And what he said was, Jack Easterby, some of the some of the criticisms unjust. I love what he meant was, and some of it's accurate. I love how he said some of it, uh, not all of it. They're just some, some of it. Some of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that Easterby guy is, is something else. John, with the uh, games this weekend, who do you like? The best game, I think everybody would agree, is going to be the Bills at the Chiefs. Yeah. After the way they were so extraordinary in their first playoff games, and Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes were just magnificent. I can't wait for that game. It's supposed to be cold, sunshine, no snow, I know rain. Maybe I don't know about the wind, but I can't wait. And the other one I'm most interested in, because it's the ASC South and the former Oilers, is the Titans hosting the Bengals, two entirely different offenses. The Bengals have scored more touchdowns outside the red zone than any team. The Titans are welcoming back Derrick Henry. And how many carries will he get it? You know, the odds say over under 18 and a half. I would say under, but if he feels good, Mike Vrabel will ask him, how do you feel? And if he says, coach, give me the ball some more, they'll give it to him some more. That's going to be an intriguing game to see if the Titans can shut down Joe Mixon and get after Joe Burrow and keep them from hitting the long ball. I believe the Bucks will beat the Rams, and I believe that uh, the 3-0 lead the the 3-0 record the 49ers have over Rodgers in the playoffs is going to end. And then in the NFC, we're going to have Brady versus Rodgers again. What a game that should be. But traditionally, guys, this is the round that is the best round because the favorites, except for the Cowboys, (laughs) usually win in the wild card round. And those games were so decisive. And except for the Bengals 
Raiders, and then the Cowboys, of course. But this week, I think it's going to be tremendous. I thought the Cowboys would be playing in this round, and I think just about everybody outside of Northern California felt the same way. Yeah, and it's too bad that that would have been a great matchup to at least talk about, right? Tampa Bay and Dallas and, you know, having those two teams go at each other, that would have been a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, John, I knew I liked you for a reason. See, I grew up an Oilers fan, so I'm a big Tennessee Titan fan. I just followed them to Tennessee, and I'm, I'm happy about it. So I'm hoping that the Titans can finally get it done. I, I picked before the season then to have, in the Chronicle to have on-field advantage but lose the championship game to Cleveland. Shows you what I know. <laughs> and uh, I think if Derrick Henry could touch the ball 15 times in this game, that makes their play-action game be what it was, the best in the NFL. He's got A.J. Brown healthy, Julio Jones healthy, offensive lines healthy. This is the healthiest that the Titans have been since early in the season. While most teams are still beat up, they will have no injury or COVID-19 issues. There would be an excuse for them to lose the Bengals. If they lose, it's going to be because of Joe Burr and the Bengals' offense is better. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Fun weekend of football on tap. Make sure you're following John McClain on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. John, always appreciate your knowledge and insight, man. We'll talk to you next week. Jason and Joe, thank you guys very much. Hope you have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. You going to break out your Cody Carlson jersey for Sunday? Not Cody Carlson. No, I told you Vince Young. I don't know where the Cody Carlson jersey went. I wish I could find that thing. I don't know if it it, it may still be at like Goodwill. Yeah. I'm not sure. 